John Deck, and each week we will malt, mash, ferment, and distill our way through the spirits of our past in the form of long-loved movies. And on this week's episode... Whoa! Wait a minute, Doc! Are you trying to tell me that my mom has got the hots for me? Precisely. Whoa! This is heavy! There's that word again. Heavy. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? That's right, we are watching Back to the Future from 1985, directed by Robert Zemeckis. And ladies and gentlemen, you know him from our episodes on Robocop and Ghostbusters. Welcome back to the show, Fernando Bucago. Hello! Hello, everyone! Hello! Good to be back! (laughs) (laughs) He, He was also Marty McFly in the open. If you noticed an impression that sounded good, and you were like, wait a second, that wasn't John, who is that? Then you knew it, was... it certainly wasn't a Sean Connery sound yeah, like. So, uh, Fernando, how have you been? I've been doing well. Um, going through the motions as we all are right now, but uh, thank goodness for you know the ability to stream and watch amazing films like the one we're about to dive into here. So, uh, yes, sir. Yeah. Well, uh, let's not get ahead quite, of ourselves. If only I can get paid for this. This would be fantastic. <laughs> if only. If only we were getting paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this would be great. Cool. What's the last time you watched this? Uh, not, uh, you know, to be honest here, not too long ago. Um, okay. And it, it's just, you know, it's a treasured gem. So, uh, and it's not, it's never been one of those things where it's in the background is white noise. Uh-uh. When I, when I cue it up, I'm in it. I dive right on in. Just like I, when I was when I was a kid, so yeah, locked in. Cool, John. When's the last time you watched this? All right, are you guys sitting down? I'm sitting down. <laughs> sitting down. Okay. Con- controversial first take right out of the bat. I I don't know if I'm if I think this is like a really amazing movie. I just uh, now to be fair, I haven't watched it in a super long time. I did enjoy it when I was young. I haven't rewatched it definitely not since college and it is one of those it's one of these uh, film series that for whatever reason i just never got drawn back enough to repeat view and i'd love to be 100 percent wrong and be like wow what a fool that's amazing i love it and maybe that's what's going to happen but we might end up getting into a heated discussion in the second part here where we really uh try to debate if this is actually a great movie or not i just don't know it's pretty exciting it is pretty exciting i'm a little i guess trepidatious would be the right word because this is kind of unprecedented in terms of our our film enjoyment alignment like i thought that there were some mainstays that yeah. were out there that like we would be both just you know full on into i didn't think that there was a that there was a back to the future universe in which you were like <laughs> eh, i now, don't know we'll now, see i this this could just simply be a case of ignorance and i just you know 
and just you know pick up my spilt milk off the ground and stop crying because that's a thing you do <laughs> when you make a mistake and uh yeah i could be wrong but i just wanted to get out there I'll go you know on the record right now i have a very you know neutral vibe about this movie i'm not i mean i'm excited to watch it don't get me wrong but i don't know if I'm going to come back and be like, yeah, let's all pat each other and back and laugh. Oh, this is one of the best movies ever made. I just don't know. I don't know if I'm going to have that, have that or not. So, I mean, that's, that's the uh, impetus. That's where we are. Wow. This will be an interesting challenge to accept. If we can convince you to join our side of the table here. (laughs) You know, here's the, here's the thing is like, especially for Fernando and me, like, John, you probably don't know this, and and much of our audience doesn't know this. A lot of mine and Fernando's friendship revolves around this movie. Like this is one of the first movies when we first met, when my wife first introduced us. Uh, we like we bonded over our love of this movie, and I don't even know if it's the movie itself that I enjoy more, or like the memories that I associate with the movie, like quoting it with you, Fernando, or like. Right the the vhs tape that i wore out watching it over and over again <laughs> well then or... this is this is a perfect case study for the very premise of our podcast then because we're yeah we're dealing with you know a movie that many many people not just youtube many people absolutely love and adore but it's mm-hmm. also mixed in with all that great memories and nostalgia and everything that's tied to it so maybe i'll i'll bring a, a different viewpoint maybe we'll end up at the same point in the path you know down the road but yeah i I don't know, Fernando, what do you think? Are you ready? Should we just jump in and, and do this? Oh, I was born ready. Yes, I, <laughs> I am very much excited to get back into this. Yes. As am I. So we're going to go ahead and do that. Uh, we're going to stop here and go and watch Back to the Future. It is streaming on a few different spots, the most popular being uh, Netflix. It's also on Showtime and a couple of other things. You know where to find it if you don't have any of those. You can go to the streaming rental services and get it or get it from your Blockbuster. Your, your, your personal <laughs> library. You can go to your local Blockbuster video and get it uh, if you happen to be close to the last Blockbuster video in existence. <laughs> uh, which I follow on Twitter. <laughs> you do? No <laughs> I, I think I, I think it's at Lone Blockbuster or something like that. It's 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 a hilarious Twitter account. Uh, all right, we're going to go and do that. And when we come back, we are talking about Back to the Future. John, Fernando, are you gentlemen ready? Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, indeed. Let's do it. Welcome back to the future, everyone. Let's jump right into it, because there's a lot to unpack here. I'm I'm just going to come out and say it. I still love this movie, uh, even for all of its faults and, and, and all that. It's still super enjoyable to me. Gentlemen, uh, I guess we'll go Fernando first. Uh, what are your initial impressions? Uh, just the same as before. I, I enjoyed it um, as much as... As, as always i mean yeah you're right there there were a few things uh that i caught um funny that i never caught these things before but certainly made note of them and hoping we can talk about it but it was just fun it was a fun ride from beginning to end music kicks ass the whole thing the story the acting loved it john i think it sucks and i hate it i'm just kidding <laughs> no um I, I i was i was uh I was having a good time. It was a, a good movie. 
and there's some time travel in it. That's all you got to know. No, I'm just, I, I, I feel like I really hype myself up to, to bring the thunder in the second part of the uh, episode after watching, but I, I don't have anything really controversial to say, really. I mean, it's a good movie. It's fun. Um, it's it. One thing that really strikes me about so many of these quote unquote classic movies from this time period, like, after you know doing raiders and coming back to the future like there's a lot of these movies where they're just flat out fun and you can enjoy them and if you try to dissect them and look for issues or for faults in the plot or any number of things you're gonna find them they're everywhere um this movie is not a good time travel movie but that's not the (laughs) point this movie is a a comedy thrill you know ride it's just it's fun and so i i kind of found myself as long as i just kind of take off the hat that wants to dissect things and and just experience for what it is i, I had a great time yeah and the, and yeah. again anthony you mentioned the soundtrack before when we were talking about some movie soundtracks and and yeah uh, alan silvestri so you know alan Al- alan silvestri silvestri something like that alvin Sylvester. And the, and the chipmunks <laughs> Andy Samberg <laughs> um, but uh, yeah it, it, the, the, the reoccurring themes kind of threaded throughout uh, especially the main adventure themes great and and Huey Lewis I mean come on he brought yeah you can't go he wrong brought the fire. you can't go wrong with you and Lewis. like and of course I haven't watched the, the movie in a really long time but it was fun to see him as one of the judges for the uh I don't, ta- talent show i don't know what that thing was where ah uh, it was the the audition for the school dance like yeah, the band, the band for the dance, gonna yeah. be in the school dance but i'm, so I'm sorry great. i'm sorry i'm you're afraid just you're too just too darn loud, loud. <laughs> yeah so that was a lot of fun oh man good 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 well you know we're, we are going to pick apart some of it because it wouldn't be the memory distillery if we didn't mm-hmm. one thing I, I wanted to bring up and it's not so much picking it apart it was just sort of weird that that's the recurring theme sketching where he's holding on to cars as as he skateboards like that's what it's called sketching huh. like it it was weird to me that he he just sort of kept doing it like i remember growing up like it was always no don't do that it's dangerous you'll you'll fall off and crack your skull or you kill yourself or whatever and here he is, just being a bad influence to all these kids in 1985, riding a skateboard while you know holding what? on to Jeeps and shit. I, for one, am glad that finally someone on this podcast had the balls to stand up for safety <laughs> for our young people. I mean, we watch these movies with their explosions and their gunfire, and we go, ha, that was cool. But finally, one of us said, enough is enough. And we're setting a bad example for the kids out there who are skitching. And, you know, Big Skitch is not going to like that we're saying it, but it's about time someone did. So, Anthony, thank you. I'm pr- I'm proud of the stand you took. Hey, 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 kids, this is Anthony from the Memory Distillery. You might know me from the Memory <laughs> Distillery, and I'm here to tell you, don't skitch. <laughs> yeah, I had absolutely no problems with the uh, reoccurring uh, methods of quick transport i mean it was just it was weird to me that he kept doing it like if you do it once or twice sure but he did it four or five times in the movie and i was like Jesus, if it works like, once it works four or five times i guess 
I guess it happened uh, so often that they uh, Webster had to create a word for it, right? Because I've never heard of it. Right, yeah. (laughs) Coined in that way before. Well, now I'm questioning myself. Is it actually called sketching? So I'm just going to... I'm just going to Google real quick. Sketching. Speaking of sketching, when I was a kid watching that movie for the longest time, I thought the the guy driving the Jeep, which I think may have been the first one he sketched on or whatever. I thought that was Harrison Ford um, because he was so big in the 80s. So why not have a little cameo appearance? So watching it again. Oh, that, that would have been wild. Yeah. <laughs> I think obviously realize a, it's not Harrison Ford. <laughs> I think a lot of people had that that gut reaction and uh speaking of sketching back in in the 80s when i first uh watched this i was always drawing pictures of clocks you know like everyone (laughs) and lots of sketches uh, of different uh as as you do yeah and so the (laughs) the opening of this movie you know you just start off with all of these clocks and i i get the feeling like it's some sort of foreshadowing i it's it was really delicate and kind of hard to put my finger on, but there was something <laughs> as we rolled out the gates that made me go, it's about time. Mm. Yeah. And then then it turned out it was just about music. Um, and that was okay, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's uh, that that's definitely like a, hey, let's 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 misdirect a little bit. And they did a really good job of that, I think, because this wasn't about time at all. It was about the power Speak- of love. Speaking That's of right. those clocks, why did they have to be? Why did Doc have to time it so that it like what was his experiment? He he timed it that it was like twenty five minutes late or something, and that's what yeah, made... all the clocks were twenty five minutes slow. But why? Why indeed? He's a scientist. So what? Why? <laughs> why does Marty show up and four minutes later go? Wait, it's eight twenty five. Like kid, come on, you don't know what time it is. Damn, I'm late for school. I had and no idea. Just... <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> Not just that that thought process of like he's going to Doc Brown's house with like apparently no clue what the rest of his day was supposed to look like. Oh wait, yeah, right. he knew he had to go to school, but he was going to show up there at, at eight a.m. on a Friday. See, right. Place play some secret guitar, and then freak out later because the clocks were off. Because if they hadn't been off, then he would have easily had the rest of his morning planned out properly. Sure, yeah, he would have made it. He would have been. He would have had time to stop at the Burger King, Wait. And, get some Pepsi, get a, 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 a breakfast Whopper and a, a Pepsi Free. Oh, and we, there's some questions here because head to school. Speaking of Burger King, why is this place at, on the Burger King parking lot? Granted, it's fenced in, but what's the backstory behind that? There was a newspaper clipping. Well, so that actually is explained. He sold off 154 acres or some strange number. Uh, so everything but that little piece of the, the property. Okay. And so part of it was bought up by the Burger King. God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Product placement. <laughs> really? <laughs> it was kind of subtle, and, though. You don't really notice. Yeah. No, yeah. No, is that Harrison that. Ford? I don't know. He's got a big Mountain Dew hat on. It's hard to tell. <laughs> <laughs> oh, loving this. So, uh, so uh, n- another thing that, that this did bother me a little bit. So in, in the 1985 scenes, obviously everyone but Marty is older. 
uh, than their 1985 selves. So they have to ageify, you know, Leah Thompson and Crispin Glover and, uh, you know, everyone else. And the aging makeup, I'm sure in 1985 was great. In 2020, it's not as great. Mm. Yeah, um, that was makeup. Yeah. So that that was makeup. Yeah, uh, Leah Thompson and, and Crispin Glover, contrary to what you might think, were not that old. Oh wait, that was the same actors and actresses. Oh man, I right? thought they like just got like, like all of their gr- gr- great old parents to come in and and play <laughs> uh, their corresponding part. That's well, that explains a lot then, and why they looked melty. Melty. Good. They did look melty. That's an excellent <laughs> adjective. <laughs> for how they looked Um, they didn't do much with christopher lloyd though which kind of cracked me up as well yeah it's kind of like ah you know well okay kind of to be fair christopher lloyd was already 30 years older than most of the cast and 30 years younger Mm -hmm. perspective or yeah (sighs) so i want to i want to change gears because why not and I just want to say, coming from a, a fresh viewpoint, that a role in this movie that I never really appreciated in the past, that I just was cracked up and enjoyed the hell out of, was uh, Crispin Glover. Uh, as, you know, George McFly, of course. And I just, I, I was, at first I thought, like the first few seconds, I, I was just thinking, oh god, this is going to be so annoying. I, I'm not gonna like the stereo nerd type you know it's gonna be such a one note performance but you know really as they got into it especially once you know marty went back in time you meet the younger version of him just hilarious absolutely loved him you know i i turned a corner a few years ago on crispin glover because and i feel like most people had this sort of this jaded look at him just because of how kind of out there he was and like you'd see him on letterman and, and some other shows and you like he nobody wanted to hire him in hollywood because it was so hard to work with but he's actually really a, a, a pretty good actor like he you, you bring up his role in this and he, he did really well um he's he's played in other roles that i thought were were underrated but he actually did really well with and yeah i i probably four or five years ago i started to kind of appreciate crispin glover uh, more than I did in in years past. Willard. Willard. Oh, I remember that <laughs> With one. With those fucking rats. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Charlie's Angels. I think that was another one of his roles. Charlie's Angels was, was a, a weird one, but it was fun. I like American Gods. That was recent. Oh, you know what? I haven't watched American Gods Same yet. here, yeah. I've re- oh. I read American Gods. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's, it's, it's on the list. Um, he was even funny in, like, Hot Tub Time Machine. Like, it, he, he was, it was oh, much yeah. more of, like, a physical role, but he, he was a lot of fun in that. Another time it, travel movie. Another, uh, that's three now in two weeks that we've <laughs> talked about. It's a shame, though, that his experience with the producers were jaded i mean that's obviously the the stigma in hollywood why it was so difficult for him and he's been very outspoken about it but why it's been so difficult for him to find some 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 good work even though he has been as you said um but i think it stemmed from his um 
conflict with with the producers. Oh sure, yeah. I mean, especially back then, it was so easy to get blackballed. Mm-hmm. Hey, 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 hey! This is a kids show. This is a kids show. Take it easy. Oh Jesus! <laughs> no, but like it, it was, <laughs> it's happened to a number of other actors. Uh, like one who comes to mind right away is Brendan Fraser. Like he he was in a bunch of different things, especially throughout the the nineties and early two thousands. And then just fell off the face of the planet and nobody had known what happened to him. And then it comes out that all this stuff happened and he he had gotten hurt and he'd been harassed and all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. But like he because he spoke out about something, he got he, he got blackballed by the industry, just like Chris McClover did with his conflict with the producers on this movie. So um, it's it, it's sad that it happens, especially to talented actors. But, you know. What are you gonna do? Yeah. You guys remember when we watched Back to the Future and and Marty McFly went to the past and he got hit by a car and then while he was unconscious, his mom took off his pants for no reason <laughs> other than That's so good because she felt like it. <laughs> I heard I, I read somewhere where they actually filmed it, but it ended up on the cutting room floor for some strange reason. Thank fuck. <laughs> It did like multiple like, takes. And, no, please no. <laughs> I, that that's a, that's a director's cut. I don't need to see. <laughs> Robert Zemeckis, if you're listening, I don't need to see that cut. That's Back to the Future Four. <laughs> Calvin Klein, it's written on your underwear. <laughs> Awkward. I've never seen anyone with purple underwear before. <laughs> why do you keep calling me calvin i I know that it was written to be that way and like that was the absolute intent but fuck those scenes were so awkward and and, like cringeworthy like i was like god why are we doing this how much longer must this go on and And yeah it's funny like oh you know it's ah, ha ha it's his mom she doesn't know and he does but like it just it it got to a point from here i was like ah Let's talk a little bit more about getting home. Get back to the you future. know it would have it would have been a very different movie if if Marty just went with it. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> would have been an episode of Futurama. Yeah, right. Well, it's like definitely would have been. I mean, we don't need to spend a great deal of time talking about the merits of time travel and all, but I do have to say that, um, I mean. For all of the things that I enjoy about this movie, it totally sucks when it comes to the contrivances. Like, and they do it on purpose. I know. Like, they keep things vague. They come up with fake terms and ideas. They throw things in there that are just dumb, all for just kind of a. That's not the point of the movie is to get that stuff right. But it's just like that whole idea of the the, the picture where the body part starts slowly fading as an indication that the timeline is very slowly going wrong and maybe might go wrong. Like there is no definitive points in times, yes or no. And, and like, I don't know. I, I worked, I worked pretty hard on uh, the, what was that last movie we watched with time travel? Terminator 2. Terminator 2. Yeah, that was right. You're right. That was the movie. And like with that one, I was able to justify it in my head more or less enough to just roll with it. But here I'm just like, no, nah, I mean, I can, I can still have fun and enjoy the movie, but it, it's dumb. And and for for all I know, like Marty could have just ended up hooking up with his mom and staying in the past, and they would have found a way to just like 
change it into dinosaurs coming back. And I would have been happy with that too. <laughs> well, it, it's funny that you talk about the, the sort of slow burn of time because um, the, so there was a game. First of all, the, the, the hand fading was terrible. Uh, the, the, there was a game, a computer game. I want to say it was back in the early nineties and I can't remember the name of it, but the whole, uh, premise of the game was you had to complete a mission before time caught up with you. So like there was a change that happened in the past that you had to undo. And in order to undo it, you had to complete X tasks within the amount of time it took for that sort of new timeline to catch up to you or you were erased from the timeline what game is this i want to play it i i, I want to play it too i can't remember what the hell the name of it was but mm. uh it, that's that that was the premise of the game I'm, I'm like looking i'm on a wikipedia page called list of games containing time travel trying to find it yeah well. you know it's funny you're talking about you guys are talking about uh well, obviously, the time travel part of it, and it's not without flaws, of course. But yeah, there's a couple of things that I noticed in this film that were kind of off, but I tried not to question it too much. Like, you know, the the famous scene in the, the Twin Pines Mall parking lot where you first see the DeLorean and the time travel and the whole thing, the, the, the experiment with Einstein. And what I never understood, and I, I was questioning it again, watching it yesterday, but so... Einstein becomes the first, the world's first time traveler, right? So Doc sends him one minute into the future, and then it takes a minute to catch up with him. How did that work? Because the rules that they set up is that you have, what is it, like one plutonium pellet to per trip. So right. how did I didn't understand the whole how he got back. timeline of skipping over a minute to catch up and how he got back exactly? I never got that. Well, it w- it would be the same as him going back in time, right? So the let's let's move forward a few minutes into the no pun intended the future of the movie mm-hmm. where Marty he's he has a plutonium pellet loaded in the fusion reactor and time travels back to 1955. Uh, he doesn't need two plutonium pellets, one to get into whatever the sort of i should call it the time stream and one to get out it's a single instantaneous change and that's what happened for Einie. for uh for for the doc and marty in the parking lot of the twin pines mall there there was that one minute gap because for them they weren't time traveling it was einstein who was time traveling for einstein it was instantaneous just like marty going back to 1955 yeah Time travel. <laughs> time travel. <laughs> See, you you had that that moment of contention with the the dog's uh, trip, but I had the contention with why do you need to stand in the path of the car for dramatic effect? Uh-huh. Um, wh- why you have remote control, you have the ability to do whatever you want. Why not take three steps to the left? You think it's not going to be impressive for this car to like just disappear? you know, out of nowhere, like as it drives past you, it's only going to really hit home if it goes right over the spot where you're standing. And follow-up question, (laughs) once it has disappeared and you've processed that it worked, 
and you know it's going to pop right back up where it left um, 60 seconds from then. Why do you just stand there pontificating about it for the next 60 seconds? Why don't you go, oh, oh, I just thought of this. We better get out of the way. You know, like, no, he's not. He's not smart or anything. He, oh, wait. Yeah, he discovered time travel, but he can't, like, take five steps to the left before the car comes back. It's just, uh, it's a shame. I blame the Libyans. He, he's a, you blame the Libyans. Nice. <laughs> Libyans! Um, he's, he's a risk taker. <laughs> so he knew he's putting Marty at risk there, but he didn't care. Plus it, yeah, he, it looks I, pretty cool. I, screen, I will so. say it does look pretty cool on screen, but also, yes, the doc is, I, I wouldn't say a psychopath, but he's, he's two steps from it. And like, he's very, I guess eccentric is the right word, but dangerously eccentric, maybe dangerously eccentric. He's dangerously eccentric, eccentrically dangerous. Mm. That, that also. <laughs> I, I love how uh, he, he, uh, he tries to explain how time travel works to Marty, but then there are certain things that he doesn't have to. And the movie finds an easy way of getting away with that where at, you know, John, when you pointed out, you know, he's, they're standing in the pathway of, of, you know, the disappearance of the DeLorean. And then Doc says to Marty, he explains the stainless steel structure. So he says like, plus the, the stainless steel allows the flux dispersal and then he gets cut off mid sentence and then the, the time machine reappears. So it's really neat how the, the script writers found an easy way out around that explaining yeah. why they chose a DeLorean to be the time travel machine uh, for the, for the movie. Yeah, no, that was actually like we get to now half ass it, and yeah. nobody can really say anything because oh yeah, the moment got interrupted. Mm, well, right. no, and like the crazy thing is, so, is that, that, that that's actually really good storytelling. Well, no, the the thing why I like that is is that there was no need for it because he already established the reason he picked the cars because it looks cool. You know, like you know, you might as well you might as well time travel in style if you're gonna time travel, you know, in any vehicle, and so. And then to indicate that there's probably some actual scientific reason for it and just let that hang. Like, that's, I think, why it works so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I, I caught something here, too, um, where and it's like they, they, they throw in subtle differences between the two timelines that have been created. You got the eight, 1985 and then alternate 85 at the end when Marty returns. And, and it took me several viewings to catch this subtle difference. But so the mall is Twin Pines Mall. And then because Marty went back to 1955 and ruined Peabody's... <laughs> that's that, that's one of my favorite My pines! Uh, then you get to the end when Marty shows up 10 minutes earlier. And I got, we, got to, we got to talk about that, by the way, too. Uh, it's now changed to Lone Pine Mall. So it's like these little <laughs> subtle changes to the, to the new timeline that they've established because of Marty's um, shenanigans. Yeah, well, let's jump right into that then. Because uh, I know if I'm driving a DeLorean that has shit out on me at least twice i'm giving myself more than 10 minutes to get to the mall oh yeah exactly i mean sure he's in panic mode oh i i got 10 minutes that ought to be enough time to save him but the 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 big question here and i'm hoping you guys can kind of help answer this is he sees himself now like going through the same loop as he did in the beginning but that never gets resolved so is the movie suggesting that they're constantly going to be in this 10 minute loop from this point forward so that's another thing I never really understood. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, we know what you're talking about. Oh, good. Well, so, <laughs> but I, I don't see it as a loop. I see it as a 
a an overlap. Okay, overlap. All right. Yes. So and and I guess yes, there there will for Marty McFly there will always be this overlap where he will watch himself travel back to the future for eternity. Like that's the problem with trying to think too much about this movie. Um <laughs> is that and and I have an even more vague recollection of Back to the Future 2. But I, if, you know, we don't have to talk too much about it, but I believe there's more of like past selves interacting with future selves and things like that happening, right? That's correct. So like, but in here, I'm tr- like, he he didn't ever, like no one interacted with a version of themselves directly, right? No, I don't think so. Um... So yeah. Uh well, so we haven't no, because yeah, no one no, because so define interact though because you define Doc interact interacts with himself. <laughs> no, he well, he he stands there and talks to himself in Back to the Future too. I'm not saying Back to the Future too. I'm talking the, this movie, quote unquote. Whether yeah, oh, this movie yeah. specifically, no, there is no there is no opportunity for that so to if happen we just, in this movie because we we don't have multiple people crossing timelines. Yeah, so in that case, then. That there's all of like there's always that causality loop that happens anytime any movie tries to introduce that everything is on one timeline and that there's not multiple universes and multiple timelines like and so any time that you try to suggest that anything happened because something happened as a result of something that wasn't there but then was there like like this you know the you know chuck berry you know picking up and you know uh stealing stealing that rock and roll music from the white boy um <laughs> as as it happens and like that that that's that's how rock and roll happened is is the black man stole yeah. it from the white guy and so like right? that 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 loop of <laughs> things happening those words felt terrible in my mouth by the way it's it's i mean it's canon it's from the movie it's it's one of those documentaries that ken burns wrote about back to the future um <laughs> No, but so at any rate, like, yeah, the, these ideas of what caused what and if I changed this thing, like, you know, the ripple effect of stuff. So like Marty making the decision to go back to any time other than the exact time at which he left and return, like even Einstein leaving and retre- returning a minute later, like that changed something. And it's just like trying to wrap your, you know head around the idea of like what happened during that time is probably pretty inconsequential the the minute of no dog in that universe but like if marty were to come back say instead of 10 minutes before this happened but like 10 minutes after it happened like like i don't know I, it just it i want to go down that path and have these thought exercises but i realize i'm gonna get no satisfaction from the movie <laughs> well, standpoint well no but I, I think, well, no, not, not from a movie standpoint, but we can speak hypothetically about it. Like, for instance, if Marty had come back 10 minutes later instead of 10 minutes earlier, I feel like his his impact on the timeline would have been just like Einstein's more or less inconsequential. Like, you, you don't really miss somebody for 10 minutes. So uh, if he had come back 10 years later and not uh, had it only aged a week, that would have been significantly different. But he, he came back 10 minutes later. Like, that's not going to have much of a change except for him to show up and find out that the doc had read his letter and was standing by the truck going oh 
what happened with these little yeah it's interesting because there's i mean you have you have doc and he's basically saying i don't want to know don't tell me about the future i don't want to know don't spoil it blah 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 but like i i know marty's out of his depth for a lot of the movie and it's just this whole what am i doing here oh my mom and she wants to kiss me um and that's Great Marty impersonation, by the way. Yeah, I, I worked hard on it like the last few days. Um, <laughs> oh, I thought yeah. it was Fernando talking because Fernando so it's, spot it's on pretty right. pretty awesome what I do. Um, but on top of that, um, you you never have Marty thinking about the idea that he you know could do anything different with time, like. And I guess part of that is because he's not really able to freely make decisions. It's all like uh, hooked up to this weird plan to have the lightning hit and and so it's all very precise and he's not like you know just sitting there thinking oh i could pick any time how would i do this it's like you know if he only said that he couldn't just jump forward 10 years and then jump forward another 20 or you know like he, he has one trip one thing to make it work so him just rewind you know saying i could if i do it 10 minutes ahead of time i still think like you guys were saying that at 10 minutes is like the worst possible time, like, like, because it's just enough to totally stress you out. But like, um, that, that idea of needing to get from the near the clock tower over to where the mall is, um, in, in that 10 minute time frame, it's like, and even 10 minutes, that's not even, well, I don't know how easy it was to change the numbers on the car and stuff, but you could just hit a button once to change the hour, make it an hour earlier. Uh, or, you know, like, it's not like so right. much more difficult to do that. Like, I don't know. I mean, I guess this yeah, is he, one of those. So here, here's here's my argument against changing it, changing the time by too much because Marty knows. Okay, there is a me where I'm going. Like, there's another version of me. If I go back ten minutes earlier, if I go back an hour earlier, that version of me is still there. And now from and this is probably more of Doc's line of thinking, there's now more time for me to interact with myself and, and potentially cause an you know irreparable irreparable damage to the timeline or it'll cause a paradox which they get more into. Yeah, I don't think than, there's than the other I don't think there's any way Marty was aware enough at this point to even have that be a consideration in his thinking. Well, then there's also the fact that Marty's <laughs> yeah. an idiot. He's only in high school. <laughs> He's only he didn't seventeen. Know anything about time travel or uh, case in point? <laughs> he's only in high school, therefore he's an idiot. And who's to say that the other Marty, by him going ten minutes earlier uh, back in time and witnessing his his other self, you know, repeat the same events? What if that second Marty makes a different decision, a different call? Oh, I'll go back half an hour to save him. That ought to be enough time. Now you got another ripple, and it's so on and so forth. It could be infinite. Um, it's but, true. We only see yeah. You, yeah, you end up with infinite yeah. Martys. Too, I mean, we much. only see one. Yeah, we see one version of this movie. We don't see the ripple effects of what goes on beyond this. Because even Back to the Future Two picks up wink, wink, right after Back to the Future. You know, so it's like, and even though like right. what happens, and see, this is what I think is interesting is they try to sell us on this idea that nothing has changed, but. Because Marty saw himself out of the corner of his eye when he came back 10 minutes early and saw him. Just a flash, it was enough to imprint on his head, just like Fernando said. Maybe I, oh, you know, a half hour, that would probably 
you know, be even better and then actually this and then and then he's like, oh, but then he interacts with itself again and it just keeps growing and looping. And then before you know it, Elizabeth Shue is now his girlfriend and like Crispin Glover is no longer his dad. And like all these changes so happen. So he, he actually changed the the people. Yeah. And so it makes it seem like that, oh, we're, we're entering into Back to the Future 2 at the same time that Back to the Future, you know, left off. And it's like, well, actually, there are quite a few changes. And you guys are the idiots. Bazam. <laughs> Good point. Speaking of changes, um, that was another funny thing, too, uh, I caught was so Marty gets back, uh, well, gets back to the present. And with with his shenanigans in 1955, he changed a lot. So he, his family is now for the better. Right. What well, did he do he uh, Chuck Berry's musical career launched. <laughs> um, he saved Doc's life. And did you catch the uh, the movie marquee? When he arrives back in 1985, it says Assembly of Christ. Oh, the the Atomic Kid. Oh, oh yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant in 1955. Right. Well, okay. So in alter, uh, in the new timeline, 1985, it now says Assembly of Christ. But if you caught the scene in the beginning where Marty is just depressed about losing that you know that rehearsal and he's with Jennifer, if you look in the back, it it broad daylight. It says American Orgy Triple X. So. He oh changed. yeah, because it's like a like society all together. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So th- I guess that begs the question: Then is Marty a god? Ooh, with a life preserver. <laughs> yeah. Dory thinks he's gonna drown. Oh man, he just talked down to God. <laughs> Beware! I'm gonna go back and make sure you were never <laughs> yeah, born. Right. I got a time machine, guy. <laughs> Man, uh, well, maybe, maybe he is a god. Not, not the god, but I mean, every morning he wakes up without a scratch on him, not a dent in the fender. He is an immortal. He's a time traveling oh, demon. That's fair. Oh wait, that's that's Bill Murray and Groundhog Day. Never mind. <laughs> 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 All these movies are like they keep. Flowing into each other. That's another time. That's a time travel movie. This (laughs) this was a prequel to Groundhog Day. If you think about it, Groundhog Day was a time travel Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah. I don't even have to think about it, and it still was. Yeah. You can take my word for it. This is 12 years of Catholic school talking. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. You have oh, to watch man. all, uh, listen to all our podcasts in order for anything I say to ever make sense. <laughs> That's well, correct. Cool. If you, if you listen to every eighth word and and write it down, it it spells out a message. <laughs> yep. Don't forget to drink your Ovaltine. It's a crummy commercial. Uh, hey, I'm curious, and Fernando, you <clears throat> might be able to better answer this question than John, since John hasn't watched. But you haven't watched the first one up until now for years. I imagine the other two are probably close to the same. Uh, are the other two worth watching? Uh, I'd say so, yeah. Um, I mean, talk about flaws. If you guys want to do another episode on the sequel, I can go on for hours. But it's still fun to watch because it's that fantasy of of what the future would look like 30 years from now. 
And granted, that film came out in, what, 1990? So we hadn't even reached or even imagined what 2015 would have been like. Uh, I mean, heck, I, I was like, I was one of the many kids in the world that was begging for a hoverboard, you know? But oh, yeah, from Mattel. But uh, I still think it's <laughs> worth a watch. And then, you know, of course, the third one, I like it equally as much because it's, you know, it's the Wild West. Spoilers. But... Uh, <laughs> Oh, it's the Wild West. I mean, who doesn't like that? You know, I actually, believe it or not, I liked the third one slightly better than the second one because it's the Wild ah, West. Yeah. And like you, you have, you don't have all the future elements that are sort of unknowns and unknowables. And we just made this shit up because it sounds mm-hmm. cool. Like it's all, it's horses and, and gunfights and shit like that. And, oh, frisbee! Like they don't they Far all know out. frisbee as a pie plate. <laughs> it's right, right in front of them. Uh, <laughs> 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 but like it just, it, it was it, it was a very cool concept to me going so far back in time. And and the the future one, while it was cool to think about, like the uh, the hoverboards and the flying cars and you know abolishing lawyers uh like sorry to my lawyer friends uh and 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 beth we loved having you on the show we're glad you're a lawyer uh it it was it it was it was cooler to me john i have no response to that I, I don't know or remember enough about the second or third movies to really say anything at this point. Well, you know, you know, what's interesting, guys, about the second one is uh, and I, I know I'm not alone on this one here, but you realize that there was probably no need to go to 2015 to save his kids. Because when Doc goes back so the beginning of the movie and it begins the way the first one ended, where Doc goes back and he says, you know, it's your kids. We got to save your kids, Marty. Right. And then they go to the future. Why did you have to go to the future to save his kids when you're just going to return Jennifer and Marty back to 1985? He could have just said, look, your kids are going to do something. They're going to go on a mission. Just put that in your mental memory and teach your kids different. That would have changed the course of the future. You didn't have to take them there for an unnecessary mission uh, just to go back to because he screwed everything up, you know? Even if you want to make it interesting, like, first of all, you're back in 1985. You you have literally all the time that you need to to take Marty and Marty alone to the future. Uh, just take Marty. Like, say, hey, Marty, uh, when you're done and you and Jennifer have have talked or whatever you need to do, we need to go and do a thing. Wink, wink. And Marty's going to go, oh, OK, cool. By Jennifer and get in the DeLorean and go, and then you don't have to worry about Jennifer now. But they have to go right at that moment. They have to go at that exact second because there's not a moment to lose. Oh, wait, it's time travel. They could have waited as long as they wanted. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Right. I think the thing that... You know, fun... Go ahead. Oh, you were going to say something fun. I don't want to interrupt that. (laughs) Uh, No, I I don't know how fun it actually is, but Fernando, you had mentioned that the the movie the, the second movie picks up exactly where the first movie leaves off the same can be said for the third and the second movie and you can actually cut them together to make one long contiguous oh movie. for sure yeah and that's that was kind of cool of 
the filmmaker's part to do that because um, you, you you can certainly do that you can splice it right together without missing a beat can and have <laughs> um i i, I dubbed i dubbed them together once on vhs it was nice. kind of cool uh sorry john go well, ahead uh apart from the fact that i think uh you take a lot of liberties in labeling that as being cool. Um, I do. Go fuck yourself. I do realize. I do. I realize now something that probably no one else has put together. So everyone, you know, buckle yourself in. This is a segment of the show we call John's Wisdom. Um, Here we go. Yeah. So you have Doc and Marty. Kind of reminds me of Rick and Morty. <laughs> I never saw it that way. See, I'm opening eyes and opening hearts and also opening eyes. So uh, to take that a step further, uh, Rick and Morty is like 100% based on Doc and Marty. <laughs> how at least how a, is that a, a taking it further? It. That's just, that's exactly what I said. You've taken it nowhere. Well... <laughs> Okay, fine. But to take your comment a little further, I'll just, I'll, I'll just stop talking, John. You, Anthony, you need to go back in time ten minutes ago to to correct yourself. <laughs> and uh... he does that every <laughs> every week when he edits. <laughs> I, just, I, I stand outside my studio window going, no. <laughs> oh, here here's something I don't get. Maybe you guys can help shed some light on this one here. But how come? Uh, Mar- okay, so George and Lorraine in the future, oh, I shouldn't say future, sorry, back to the present, 1985, when the timeline has changed, how come they don't remember Ca- Marty as Calvin or Calvin as Marty? Like their own son grew into what Calvin looked like and his mannerisms, his speech patterns, the whole thing, his voice. How come they couldn't remember a guy that they knew in high school by the name of Calvin? Like, well, oh my God, our son strikingly looks similar no, to a guy we knew in high school. You know, I want to make fun of that with you. I want to be on the same page. But when you get to be my age, it'll happen <laughs> for you guys. Or, or or my age, or your but age. When you, you know. when you get to this advanced level of age, and you look back, and high school is more than, you know, 30 years ago, like, there are people who you spend a lot more time with that you're more interactive with than they, that one, you know, or the week or less that they spent with Marty where you, you can vaguely remember stories, but if you don't have pictures and things like, you're not going to remember what they look like. And so I think it's totally realistic that, that they don't put that together and that they lived their life and moved on from there and had a million experiences and forgot exactly what the guy looked like that, that, had all those experiences. I bet they would tell stories about him still, but they wouldn't be thinking, oh, he looks like our son. <laughs> all right, I'll give you that. I hate to be <laughs> I hate to be the voice of reason when it comes to this movie. I wanna tear it apart more, but I think I think that's fair. N- nobody n- nobody's gonna be surprised here, or maybe everyone is gonna be surprised. I gotta side with John on this one. Uh yeah, there there's if if I found out that my kid uh you know, or I, I guess I wouldn't find out if my kid went into the past to interact with me at his same age, so fifteen, uh, and then came back. I, I would not give a second thought to the idea that my son might be a time traveler who interacted with me when we, when I was fifteen. Like it would just be, 
There's no fucking way that that happened. <laughs> but maybe he did. <gasps> but maybe he did. Dun, 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 dun. That's why I don't have any kids. <laughs> <laughs> Same here, John. <laughs> I just can't risk it. <laughs> I can't risk the time travel repercussions. <laughs> oh, fuck. All right. So I have a question. So second time travel movie uh, in a row. Better time travel element, Terminator 2 or Back to the Future? Ooh. We'll, we'll we'll start with Fernando. So you're 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 asking which one's better, basically, in terms of time travel. Which one, which one has the yeah, not the better movie, just which movie has the better time travel element? What's more cohesive? What's more realistic? I would, insofar as time travel can be realistic. I uh, great question. I would wow. Uh, I would have to go with Terminator Two. Sadly, I oh no, they're they're both great movies, but I'd have to say the time travel concept is a lot cleaner. It makes more sense, and it gets to the point. They 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 send you know these beings back in time, and there's no mention that any of them have to go back because there is no way of going back to the to their future. So it doesn't. There's less of a risk in in opening up you know um, some flaws with how that whole the concept of time travel would work in that particular universe back to the future i mean we've only skimmed through some of the flaws here that it already proposes so i would say terminator 2 okay i like that answer john yeah i've got nothing to add to that i I, that's that's gonna be my trademark for this episode i mean that's exactly the correct answer so (laughs) yeah it's it for the good things that Back to the Future has going for it, one of them is not a good science fiction, you know, backbone to it. It's just a contrivance for telling a fun story. It's not there. There's just nothing to it. There's there ain't no meat there. So it's yeah, it's nothing. <laughs> so <laughs> there there may be worse examples, but Terminator Two is not one of them. So I'm gonna have to tell you both that you're <gasps> wrong because the correct answer is that uh, the DMC12 is the only way to time travel. <laughs> uh, no, I, I completely agree. I, I think that the Terminator Two is is by far the superior method of time travel, or or or, or I guess pseudoscience of time travel did you guys catch uh talk uh, going back to something um worthwhile to discuss really quick did you catch the scene where doc was bribing a police officer yeah to keep that was great <laughs> so watch <laughs> the guy have it right here seeing this film thousands of times growing up it never occurred to me that he was bribing him i always thought that he left the permit somewhere deep into that wallet but you know as you get older you're watching it and you just the 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 tone of his voice right you kind of get okay there is no permit he's just trying to give him some cash so it was it was a pretty uh pretty funny moment there it was which by the way that speaking of that scene i'm thinking to myself this time around for the first time what permit do you need for a weather experiment (laughs) good question like what? What permit is the cop asking for? Like, I, I get that the the asking for a permit is a plot device, and that's mm-hmm. fine. But what kind of permit are we looking well, for? Well, maybe that's the thing. Maybe that's the setup. There is no such permit for a device like that, and the police officer knew that. He knew he was going to get bribed, and the only way to to collect money is just to propose some funny theory about a permit. I don't know. 
Oh, that's fair. Maybe. Because it for me. He seems so willing to just take that cash, you know? So he probably already had that set up. That's you know what? I'm 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 going to I'm going to stand by that explanation. I think that that's as good as <laughs> any. Thank you all so much for joining us and thank you Fernando for joining us once again as a guest on the show. Fernando, you have a movie out or you were part of a movie that's out. How how would you like to put that? Yeah, it's uh uh thanks for well, first thanks for uh, having me on as a guest again. You guys are fantastic and it's always fun to talk about these movies. Um, and yes, uh, film that I worked on, uh, is called, uh, Abigail haunting and, uh, you guys can find it on, uh, Amazon prime. It's a lot of fun. We're, we're getting a lot of uh, traction on it and still getting a lot of good reviews and traction on it. So, uh, I encourage all of you out there to, to check it out. I've watched it. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, if, if you like horror films, it's, it's a great indie flick and you guys should definitely check it out. And make sure that you rate and review it on Amazon because that helps them out a lot. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us each and every week as we distill another favorite from our past. Check us out every Monday for new episodes. Uh, and we're going to continue with our summer blockbusters uh, for the next few weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Uh, also on, I think Jonathan Facebook, right? You have the bracket up. Yeah, that's that was just more kind of a, a fun thing that doesn't tie directly into our recording schedule, but it's on that theme. Uh, there's we're having some discussions about the whole summer blockbuster theme, so that's something you could just hop on for fun and kind of give your input and narrow down different movies as they're pitted against each other. Just your own thoughts and opinions on that. Cool. So be on the lookout for that. And uh, John, where can our audience find us? Well, I would say that our audience would be able to find us wherever they'd like to look. <laughs> That's great. Uh, <laughs> oh, love it. Uh, I mean, so they. You can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash the memory distillery. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and on Instagram, both at TMD pod. Uh, and John, <laughs> our, is our theme song on uh, back to the future? Um, you know, it's funny. I think, uh, I think I'm trying to correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe Huey Lewis um, is issuing that new theme song for us this week. Is that right? Or are we sticking with uh, destroying the evidence by semaphore? I think we're doing destroying okay, the evidence. Okay, so in that by case, we, we do want to thank them again for letting us use that song, and everybody should check them out, of course. Um, and like Anthony said, write us at thememorydistillery@gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, TMD Pod on Instagram and, and Twitter, and all that good stuff. And uh, we'll continue that summer blockbuster series next week. And thanks again to Fernando and Anthony. And I'm John Beck. And I'm Fernando Picago. And I'm Anthony Veneri. And this has been the Memory Distillery. Why don't you make like a tree and get the hell out of here. It's written on your underwear.